speak much about the Holy Spirit. Do you know that? Until he got into the upper room. But he walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so when he was getting ready to depart, he spoke to them some important things about the Holy Spirit. They didn't get it at the time. They were feeling like orphans. Fifty days later, they got it, and they never turned back. They never said, oh, we so wish that Jesus was here. They never said that. Because they got something better than Jesus with them. Could that be possible? Could it be possible to have Jesus with you for three years and then get something, someone, who was better than having Jesus with you? In fact, that was true. And so they never said, oh, it would be nice to walk with him in Galilee again. None of that. He was the resurrected, ascended, exalted Lord and poured out the Holy Spirit. Once they got it, it was done. They had turned their world on its head. I want to share with you from the upper room, if you turn to John 14, we're going to look at the upper room, six things the Spirit can do for you. Okay. And if the church gets it, I'm confident the church will do what they did. But if the church doesn't get it, we will just do what we've been doing and missing the punch and the power of the Holy Spirit. So what did Jesus say to them and what does Jesus say to us? John chapter 14. We're going to read what he says about the Holy Spirit. Verse 15, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Forever is quite an upgrade. They were together with Jesus for three years. The spirit of truth whom the world does not accept because it neither knows him or sees him, but you know him for he is with you and will be in you. What could be more radical than to say to a fellow Christian, you've got the triune God inside of you. You've got God. You are the place of the presence. God always had a place in the Bible where he made his presence known. Where was it first? In the tabernacle. And when they finished making the tabernacle, then God came into it. What happened? The smoke filled the place. The priest could hardly get in because of the, the heaviness. When someone says, oh, that was really heavy, that's a slang. That slang expression, that colloquialism is real. It's true because the word kavod in Hebrew means heavy. Glory, it means heavy. So the presence of God was so heavy that they couldn't find their way through. God was there. So if you wanted to go find God, there he is. The parents would say, God's in there. So then the temple came along. It wasn't a, no, no longer a mobile tent. It was a stationary temple. Where was God? He was at the temple. Three times a year, Jews would go to the temple. They'd meet with God and with God's people. When the temple was devastated, burnt down, so was the faith of some who figured, well, God doesn't have a home. God doesn't exist. And they lost their faith. But prophets began to speak about one who would come 
who would carry the presence of God. And the word became flesh and tented, literally, tented among us. And so if you were to look for, Je look for God, you'd find him at Jesus, right? There is God. So now Jesus is getting ready to leave. He's ready to pass the baton, the most powerful passing of a baton ever, the most power powerful change, transition, about to take place. And Jesus talks to him about the Holy Spirit and says the Holy Spirit is going to live in you with the Holy Spirit is with you. That describes the Old Testament or Old Covenant reality of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with people. New Covenant understanding is the Holy Spirit is in. Ezekiel 36, 27. It's a powerful Old Testament scripture about the New Covenant. One of the most powerful. It uses the word, I will... Guess how many times? I think I won't tell you, and somebody here is going to read it and count and see if you get the same number that I get. Don't read it now. Look at me. Ezekiel 36, 27. I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my way. The Spirit living. What could be more radical than to say you carry the divine presence? So you've got people around the world who are looking for a place, right? They're looking for a place where God is. So they hear of a miracle in India or in France. What do they do? You've got pilgrimages. You've got people going to that place because they're looking for God. They're looking for the real God. And so they find it because there's power there. And so they go there. Where is their power? In your body. In you. So we could say, are you looking for God? I can bring you to God. God lives in me. What a wonderful thing. What a radical thing. Not a cathedral. Not a castle. A human body. Not a world leader, not a king, somebody as normal as the person sitting next to you. Just let that soak in. You carry the presence. Let that, let that settle in so it can lift you from discouragement or lift you from the doubts that could plague you. Number two. There's a word that's used four times in the upper room discourse. It's translated different ways. It's parakaleo in Hebrew or in Greek. What is the word translated in your Bible? Pardon? Helper? Mine's counselor? Any other translations? It's translated in different ways because this word has become a very popular New Testament word. Paraclete, you've heard it, haven't you? It means coach, 
personal trainer, counselor, comforter, helper. It means all these things because that's what the Holy Spirit is. That's what Jesus was when he was with them. 